Do you know that certain peptides can benefit those with Graves' disease and Hashimoto's? If you want to learn more about how peptides can help with thyroid autoimmunity and other chronic conditions, then you'll want to check out the brand new Peptide Summit hosted by Dr. Jenny Flagar. In fact, peptides play a huge role in helping Dr. Jenny overcome her Hashimoto's condition. To register for the free Peptide Summit, visit saymythyroid.com forward slash peptides. Hey, this is Dr. Eric. And in this Q&A episode, I am going to answer the question, is there a relationship between cholesterol and thyroid hormone? And for this question, I'm going to refer to an article I wrote on the Natural Endocrine Solutions website in December of 2015 that was entitled, How Does Thyroid Hormone Affect Cholesterol, LDL, and the Triglycerides? And I'll make sure to include a link to this article in the show notes, which you can access by visiting savemythyroid.com. I'll also be mentioning a few journal articles in this episode. So I'm looking at my article from December 7, 2015, and one of the things I talk about initially is how thyroid hormones affect lipid metabolism. So I mentioned an enzyme called 3-hydroxy-3-methylglutarol-coenzyme-A, or HMG-CoA reductase, which is important for the synthesis of cholesterol. And I mentioned how when someone is given a statin to lower their cholesterol, these drugs inhibit this enzyme, and that thyroid hormone plays an important role in regulating the HMG-CoA reductase and also affects the metabolism of LDL and HDL. After that, I talk about total cholesterol and discuss the importance of cholesterol. Cholesterol gets a bad rap, but cholesterol is very important, helps to maintain the integrity and fluidity of the cell membrane, also an important precursor for the steroid hormones, as well as for the synthesis of vitamin D. So you really don't want cholesterol to be too low. Most people are not concerned about it being too low. They're just concerned about it being too high. And then I go on to talk about hypothyroidism, which of course characterized by having low thyroid hormone levels. A lot of people actually have subclinical hypothyroidism where thyroid hormone levels are within the lab range, but oftentimes less than the optimal range. And I mentioned that even though a decrease in thyroid function actually leads to reduction of the activity of that HMG-CoA reductase, both total cholesterol and LDL levels are usually increased in patients with hypothyroidism. So it's very common to see high total cholesterol, high LDL, and patients with not only overt hypothyroidism, but even with subclinical hypothyroidism, it's very common. And then I also mentioned how those with hyperthyroidism and Graves' disease will usually have either a normal or commonly a lower total cholesterol and or LDL. Usually both very common to have low total cholesterol and low LDL. But if someone is on anti-thyroid medications such as methimazole or PTU that could help to increase thyroid hormone levels. Of course, that's why people are taking it, those with hyperthyroidism, and that can help with the cholesterol and LDL levels. And speaking of LDL, I then talk about LDL, which is low-density lipoprotein. And I mentioned that Lipoprotein consists of both lipids and protein, and lipoproteins transport fats such as cholesterol, phospholipids, and triglycerides around the body, and they're labeled as being a bad cholesterol, even though they really are not considered to be a type of cholesterol. And once again, hypothyroidism, having lower thyroid hormone levels, usually will cause an increase in LDL levels, and it's due to a decrease in LDL receptor activity, which results in a decrease in a breakdown of LDL, 
And with hyperthyroidism grade disease, LDL levels are usually either normal or on the lower side. And then I talk about high-density lipoprotein or HDL and how HDL carries cholesterol and other fats away from the artery walls into the liver. And because higher levels of LDL associate with decrease of atherosclerosis, it's known as the good cholesterol, even though it's not really a cholesterol. And I mentioned how in hypothyroidism, HDL levels are usually normal or in some cases elevated in severe cases where in hyperthyroidism, the HDL levels are either normal or decreased. And then I mentioned why HDL frequently increases in severe cases of hypothyroidism. It's due to a decreased activity of something called cholesterol ester transfer protein, or CETP, and hepatic lipase, which are enzymes regulated by thyroid hormones. Then I mention triglycerides and how they are obtained through the diet, although the liver also synthesizes triglycerides. And while cholesterol levels remain fairly constant when tested throughout the blood, triglyceride levels can fluctuate considerably. And because of this, you want to test triglycerides fasting. So when you do a lipid panel, ideally you want to do them fasting, if at least if you want accurate triglyceride levels. So ideally like a 12-hour fast. And I mentioned that triglycerides are usually normal or elevated in people with hypothyroidism and commonly normal in those with hyperthyroidism, sometimes on the lower side. But also when you have elevated triglyceride levels, it could also be related to eating too many carbohydrates or a condition such as insulin resistance, which I've discussed on other episodes, so I won't get into here. And that's pretty much it. And then I just go on how to have a healthy lipid panel. Of course, the focus in this episode is the impact of thyroid hormone on cholesterol. So the first thing I mentioned is balancing the thyroid hormone levels. So if your cholesterol is too high and you have hypothyroidism, then you want to increase the thyroid hormone levels. If your cholesterol levels are too low and you have hyperthyroidism, then you want to do things to increase the thyroid hormone levels, and that should help with the total cholesterol as well as the LDL and sometimes the other markers as well. And then I mentioned a few other things like minimizing your carbohydrate consumption, exercising regularly, fiber. Again, I mentioned a few other things in this article as well. And there actually is another article or blog post I wrote in June of 2018, and the title was, Are There Risks of Having Low Cholesterol? And I kind of just answered that before because cholesterol has a number of different important functions. One of the big ones is a precursor to sex hormones. So if you have low cholesterol, you're not going to be able to make enough pregnenolone, and pregnenolone is important to form progesterone as well as DHEA. And progesterone goes down the cortisol pathway, where DHEA goes down the testosterone and estrogen pathway. So if you have really low cholesterol, which once again is common with people with hyperthyroidism, that definitely can affect the production of the sex hormones. So now I'm looking at a journal article from February 2022, and the title is Hyperlipidemia and Hypothyroidism. And it just mentions in the abstract that hypothyroidism is closely associated with increased serum total cholesterol, low-density lipoprotein cholesterol, and triglycerides. And the thyroid gland plays an important role in this process because thyroid hormones modulate cholesterol production, transformation, and clearance. And then it mentions, although recent evidence suggests that thyroid-stimulating hormone itself 
also participates in hyperlipidemia. The underlying mechanism remains unclear. And then another journal article, this one older from March 2012, 2012, uh, titled The Effect of Thyroid Disorders on Lipid Levels and Metabolism. And it mentions that thyroid hormones regulate cholesterol and lipoprotein metabolism, whereas thyroid disorders, including overt and subclinical hypothyroidism, as I mentioned earlier, considerably alter lipid profile and promote cardiovascular disease. And good evidence shows that high thyroid stimulating hormone or TSH is associated with a non-favorable lipid panel, although TSH has no cutoff threshold for its association with lipids. And then I came across an even older study from April 2002 entitled Thyroid Disease and Lipids. I brought this up because it mentioned something about hyperthyroidism as well, that hyperthyroidism exhibits an enhanced excretion of cholesterol and an increased turnover of LDL, resulting in a decrease of total and LDL cholesterol, whereas HDL is not decreased or not affected, and the action of thyroid hormone on LPA protein, lipoprotein A, lipoprotein is still debated because both decrease or no changes have been reported. So I won't get into lipoprotein A. I do have an article on my website and I can include the link to that as well if you want to learn more about lipoprotein A and LDL particle. Again, didn't want to get too advanced in this episode. Really just wanted to focus on the basic lipid panel here. So that is my response to the question, is there a relationship between cholesterol and thyroid health? The answer is yes. So just to summarize, if someone has hypothyroidism, including subclinical hypothyroidism, oftentimes the total cholesterol and LDL will be elevated, and many times the triglycerides will be elevated. Although, just a reminder, you want to make sure you test that lipid panel fasting, at least I would say 12 hours fasting, and... If you have hyperthyroidism, including Graves' disease, toxic multinodular goiter, even subacute thyroiditis, then typically you'll see a lower cholesterol as well as LDL and triglyceride. Oftentimes, usually triglycerides are unaffected, but sometimes I might be on the lower side. And if you're taking antithyroid medication, you would expect the lipid panel to either be normal or again, if it's making you hypo, then you might see total cholesterol LDL and or triglycerides elevated as well. Anyway, that's all I want to discuss here. I hope you found this Q&A episode to be valuable and I look forward to catching you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Save My Thyroid podcast. If you haven't done so already, make sure you hit subscribe to stay up to date on the latest thyroid health-related topics. And to get your free thyroid and immune health restoration action points checklist, visit SaveMyThyroidChecklist.com. Thanks so much for tuning in. I want to let you know about a product called Hepatomune Supreme, which is a unique supplement that has a rare combination of N-acetylcysteine, also known as NAC, milk thistle, and schisandra to support the liver. And it also has a few mushrooms that can help support the immune system, including cordyceps, which has both immune modulating and adaptogenic properties and is great for those with Graves' disease and Hashimoto's. To learn more about Hepatomune Supreme, visit SaveMyThyroid.com forward slash liver support.